You're listening to Deep Cuts with Antoine Reed. Episode 37, Dave Ember, Cigar Club. Antoine, how's it going, hey, brother? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Excited to be here. Yeah. It's like, it's Friday. <laughs> I scheduled this to be the last thing of, of the day. So. The bourbon has been poured. Uh, <laughs> and it's a great day. It's a great day. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, so how are you? I, I'm good. I'm good. You know, we, um, we're staying busy. I go to our main office in Alabama on Monday. And I've got, I don't know if you're familiar with FQ Cigars. But uh, yeah. Matt Hunt, who's the founder of FQ, he's here in Cincinnati this week, and we're kind of hanging out and smoking some cigars and working on some new projects together. And um, yeah, so it's going to be a fun weekend. You know, I'm looking forward to it. Unwind, relax. Exactly. More cigars, more bourbon. You know, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. <laughs> well, that's great to hear. Like I said, uh, this is kind of like part two of my little deep cuts experiment, as I've been calling it. So uh, I did the first half i think right as coronavirus started shutting things down um through may and then i just took a, a little, a little yeah. bit of a little bit of a break just to kind of see you know let things kind of simmer down and right. i saw people were kind of getting out a little bit more and and now we're kind of at the tail end of summer so i think people are uh readjusting and and all and so i right. was like i think it's a good time to kind of bring it back and kind of have people like you on to kind of talk about what you're um, what you're up to and you know what you're bringing to the industry yeah absolutely and I just saw a comment down below from Black Starline Cigars who I've been trying to get or thinking about constantly on my to-do list to get in touch with so hello what's up but also if you could send me a DM I really want to talk about getting you in our box so sorry that's just a side um, it's just happenstance that you're watching this and I've had you on like the top of my, I want your cigars in our box and we haven't connected yet. So anyway. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I, I just spoke, well, I emailed Eric this morning to get him on deep cuts next week. So, yeah. <laughs> so oh, cool. So, Perfect. So, I know. So it's like a nice little segue into to next week and, and things to come. So absolutely. Um, I, any, any, anybody making cigars at El Titan with Sandy or at Aganorsa uh, with the Fernandez family, I'm like, just send them my way. I'm going to love them. Let's get them in the box and do some cool stuff together. Um, so anyway, you know, you find those factories, you just fall in love with all the brands that are making cigars. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's cool because not, you know, we're, you always hear that question of what's new in a market. And right. Right. Especially with this year with everybody seemed to have been in a kind of waiting pattern with substantial equivalents and FDA stuff that there wasn't a lot of new stuff. I know that there was a dip. I mean, there was still enough to kind of keep us all satisfied, but, uh, yeah. um, you know, there's so many brands out there though, that people haven't tried yet. So people totally. like black star. Um, yep. so it's fun to kind of get to know some of these other lesser known brands because they're just as good. And like you said, they're being made at the same factories that are kind of, um, behind a lot of the bigger brands out there. Right, absolutely. I think that's actually been a large part of our club in 2020, which I don't know if we necessarily set out to be that way. But, you know, we do a lot of blind smoking. We do a lot of just 
uh, I make it a point to really travel quite a bit to our brands and to meet with them. And we work with a lot of younger guys in the in industry or newer people in the industry. And, you know, now fast forward since January, nine months or so, and our box is full of boutique brands. And a lot of them you've probably never heard of unless you've got them in our box or maybe, you know, some of the guys at small batch carry them or whatever the case is. But I've had such an enjoyable time finding these brands at like bigger factories that are making incredible cigars. And like FQ, who I just said, is one of those. Bella Cigars in Miami is one of those. And Jeremy Jack out of Aganorsa. And there's just like, the list goes on and on of brands are always smoking that I'll send to our team. They're like, Dave, what the hell is this? You always send us these people we've never heard of. I'm like, just smoke it and tell me what you think. And, uh, you know, eight or nine times out of 10, it comes back and they're like, yeah, this was, this was awesome. Let's do it. Let's put it in. <laughs> well, what I want to do today, I mean, we have uh, about 50, 55 minutes or so. Yep. Um, so that's plenty of enough time to kind of get into your story and background. So I kind of wanted to, because I know we've, of course, we've been speaking over email for the last month or, or two. Yeah. Um, so I really wanted to kind of dive into your story a little bit to get to know you and how you came into the industry and um, and then kind of dive into the whole business of what you do for those people who don't know. So uh, I think, as I always say, the, the best place to start is kind of at the beginning. So when I say the beginning, uh, I mean, like, you know, how did you get into cigars? And, yeah, because it's not it's still a pretty niche industry. So absolutely um, you know how did you like what was your first cigar like like I said what were your thoughts how did you get to to kind of come into this whole niche industry yeah i mean good clarification on from the start because i was about to say you know i was born february 14th 1994 <laughs> no i um uh, you know cigars it we it's kind of crazy when i look back at like my cigar journey but if i started the beginning you know i turned 18 uh, my dad always would smoke cigars with his friends or with clients and stuff like that more casually. But I always remember cigars being this big thing I couldn't wait for when I turned 18 to go buy my first cigar, buy a humidor, have that cigar in the backyard with my dad. And so when I turned 18, uh, that's exactly what I did. I, I believe I smoked an Avo Classic or Avo Connecticut, something. It was an Avo and it was light. That's all I remember. Uh, I went back actually the other day and was looking like way back in my Instagram and like found it, my photo of like the first time I smoked it. I don't remember the date, but uh, I, I went back and found it. I know it's an Avo. And um, that was the first time I ever had a cigar. And from there, it became this kind of casual, but really cool special occasion thing. I Because I was like, hey, I like this. I'm not repulsed by it. it I, I think it's really cool. I tend to really dive in and get into industries like coffee, like wine, like bourbons. I spent many years in the coffee industry on the on the creative and the and the roasting side of things as well. And so I fall into these like rabbit holes of different industries. And cigars is one that's just kind of been with me for a long time, or at least since I was 18. And I'm only 26, but you know, eight years I've I've kind of dabbled in it and then go to college and, and I'm kind of like the cigar guy, right? Like if if friends are going out to get a cigar, they're like, oh Dave, what should we grab? Or oh Dave, what should we smoke? And and so, you know, it kind of builds from there, but it's still a really casual kind of relationship with with cigars. Um, until I graduated college, <clears throat> that first year I was kind of working, I was working at a creative agency. Um, doing photography and doing uh, like brand strategy and client relations and that kind of thing. And 
um, just really got into boutique cigars and, and brands like Warped and brands like Foundation and, and um, like Crown Heads. And, and it just started to really interest me because I felt this difference between the gap of like your classic um, brands like your Monte Cristos or, and your uh, Romeo Julieta and your Rocky Patels and these ones that I would tell my dad smoke. But then these new brands, I'm like, hey, I like relate to this. I relate to like the stories of these cigars and the owners that are like 30 or 35 years old and the really cool branding. And, and I relate to the fact that they're opening up the, the curtain and telling me all about the tobacco. It's not this mystery. It's not, uh, oh, you can't know. It's a secret sauce. It's this, it was like, no, it's Corojo 99 wrapper. It's this binder. It's this filler. It's made at this factory. Um, and I just started diving in, right? And, and buying any new release cigar and any boutique brand I could find, you know, whatever we want to call boutique, um, but just buying these smaller brands and and watching review videos of them and, and just became a cigar geek, if you will. And so that was my life for about three years. Um, I graduated college at the University of South Alabama, which the only reason that's notable because nobody's heard of that college is that it's in Mobile, and that is where CigarClub.com was founded in 2016, the same year that I graduated. And I had never connected paths with Jeff, who co-founded Cigar Club, um, ever when I was there. But after, I was like, hey, I do photography. Maybe I could get some free cigars if I can shoot this guy some photos. We have a connection because I lived in Mobile for four years, and he lives there now. So I, you know, messaged him on Instagram and next thing you know, I was shooting photos for his boxes and, and, you know, then shooting more professional photo shoots for him in like Tampa and in Mobile. And, and, uh, it was about, it was the middle of 2019. I was, me and my wife were moving up here to Cincinnati, Ohio, and I was looking to get out of the creative agency world and, and move into kind of an industry that I could really fall in love with and do stuff I felt really passionate about. And cigars was at the top of my list. Um, and so I met up with Jeff because I was at a wedding in Mobile. And I'm like, hey, we've never met in person. We've done all these all this work together, but we've never met face to face. Let's grab a beer and a cigar and just chat. And uh, like a lot of times, I think when something's meant to be that that conversation went from just, hey, how's it going? I'm Dave, I'm Jeff to I'm actually looking for somebody that that wants to really run this and wants to lead this company and buy our cigars and do our marketing and, and, and be a part of what we're growing and take it to another level. And I, that's what I was looking for at that time too. And next thing you know, it was a couple of weeks later, I was starting with, with cigar club and, and now here we are a year and a half or so later, and it's been an incredible journey. Uh, we've, you know, our, our company has grown tremendously and we've, uh, we've been able to work with, brands and that I never knew before I started here or even just working with brands and people now that I'm like oh this guy's my friend it's not just like oh we buy cigars from him right. or from Carson Serino or from Matt Hunt at FQ <laughs> um, or Danny at Rodriguez Cigars it's like no these are my friends like I travel all over the used to pre-COVID travel all <laughs> over the world I was in Nicaragua you know we were, I, spent a lot, I spent a lot of time in Miami spent a lot of time in just Florida in general uh, meeting with a lot of our brands, but like, man, I get to do this as a job. Like, this is so much fun, and and so that's a lot more long-winded version. But that's kind of how I started and how I got to where I am today. But um, primarily now, what I'm doing is is you know curating our monthly boxes and 
and working on the customer experience and, and meeting with these brands so that we can, you know, make really cool cigars for our members and, and bring kind of a new level of experience um, to, to a cigar club or a cigar subscription service. Yeah. Yeah. And when you talk about that subscription service kind of model, because I think it definitely in the last couple of years is that business model has just exploded. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's gotten big. So it, it's only natural that it would kind of come into the cigar industry. So what's, you know, what, what's been the challenges of, of adapting that kind of model? Because I've, you know, with cigars, it's always difficult, I think, because they are a tobacco product. Right. Um, so I'm sure there, it's not as easy as per se, if it were um, a fashion, you know, like right. GQ has their own subscription thing and it's just right. fashion stuff. So you don't have any real hurdles. So like what's been some of the challenges just because of what the product is? Yeah, I, it, no, it's a great question. So we've been around since 2016 and we're one of the first cigar, like true cigar, like independent cigar clubs that wasn't attached to maybe a larger retail store or a larger online store. Um, so from the beginning, it's kind of been a more innovative thing for us where we've always felt like we were on the cusp and we were kind of pushing the boundaries of, of what this industry is. And really, I would say some of the most challenging things is we, we can't really traditionally advertise, right? Like I'm not buying right. and I'm not spending three or $4,000 a month on Facebook ads or Google ads or Instagram ads because I, I literally can't. Uh, but, you know, we were talking about this the other day uh, in a team meeting. It was like, we can't do this. But because we can't, it's forced us to become really creative with how we share our service with our members, with how we share our service with people who we want to become our members, because we can't just throw money at it, right? It's a lot of subscription companies you can look at and say, if we spend $10,000 a month on advertising, I can get X amount of subscribers. So our subscriber costs $4 to earn them. And if we can spend more, we can earn this many more. You know, it's really cut and dry on how to grow a membership. Whereas with us, it's like, it's all organic. Literally everything up until this point, we don't do any paid or earn, or we don't do any paid media, it's all earned. And so our biggest challenge is always finding ways to stay one, relevant, and two, how do we, how do we share like what makes us different without being able to put ad dollars behind it? You know, like how do we grow this? And, and to me, you know, one of those biggest things we've done is just, uh, it starts like at a relational level and uh, a lot of people in business will say, like, you know, let, let the relationship lead or the relationship dictates, right? And, and for me and for our company, that's kind of how it's been. Like, uh, we're building relationships and making long-lasting friendships and, and then doing really cool projects uh, with those people. And, you know, for instance, like HBC and Rainier Lorenzo is one of the first guys in the industry that said, yeah, I'll make a scarf for you. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And, you know, then we released the HBC Cigar Club exclusive and, and that took off and sold out like so fast and and members came in because they heard about the cigar and then Danny DeFabio at Rodriguez Cigars like I'll take you to my factory in Nicaragua and let's hang out and let's make cigars and then we released Cigar Club Customs and it, it's just kind of that like we're, we're doing it the way that I think people did business like 40 years ago or honestly 25 years ago pre-internet and it's a lot of fun to do it that way so I think we've taken our biggest challenge and turned it into like uh, kind of what we've built our company around from a relationship standpoint. And I know with a lot of subscription box models, you kind of, it's, you get what you get. Yeah. You know, there's some, there's some catering to, you know, you, you like when you sign up, 
you can put some of your preferences in there to kind of make it more your own. So how do you kind of ensure that what you're giving people, they're not going to sit there and go, I like just one out of, you know, four of, of these cigars. So how do you curate it more towards the individual and their palate? Because all of cigars is basically kind of palate driven in your own preferences. So, right. Right. Well, first of all, there's always that one guy or that one gal, right? That like is gonna call you out every month and be like, "I only like half of one," and right. And it's like, what? What didn't you like about the others? I don't know. I threw them out. I was so disgusted by the look of the label. It's like perfect. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that we're gonna be good friends, but <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. Like that's that's what we started this company on, right? Was this taste profile quiz and saying, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna do our best to bridge the gap of what makes it uncomfortable to go into a cigar shop when you don't know what you're doing and find cigars that people like and be so confident in that, that we're going to say we have a, you know, discovery guarantee. If you don't like it, we will replace the cigar. So that's a big task, right? That's like every single month it's thinking, you know, of all of our subscribers, it's, it's myself, it's Griff, it's Jeff sitting there combing through reviews of all the cigars we've sent and what people think about them and, and putting them into brackets and figuring out, okay, this person maybe doesn't know it, but they like all Nicaraguan tobacco. Like they don't, it doesn't matter what the brand is. They want Nicaraguan tobacco or, or these people just love a specific ring gauge or, or this person likes a specific, um, you know, wrapper only. And they are just all about Maduro's. They're all about Connecticut's. And so that's a challenge every single month, but it's, it's listening and it's saying, no, this is what we set out to be our company. We're not going to be the company that kids and, and just says, we send one box type out. We've got great buy power doing that. So we pick five cigars and we get great deals on them and you get what you get. It's constantly the first week of every single month going through reviews and uh, figuring out what people are going to like. And, and then we put our members into different brackets of taste profiles and palette ranges and then it's, I spend the next week on the phone, like calling all of our brands. Like, do you have this in stock? What do you think about this cigar? Hey, you sent me these samples last week and it was great. I think it hits it out of the park for this section of our membership. And I want to get a bunch in there and, oh, we don't have it, but we got something like this. And, and so, you know, it's just this balance of listening and then finding a way to distill that information into, okay, this, these are the cigars that they're going to enjoy. So it's a lot of like blind smoking and just relationship driven um, business where we can have that direct path to the person per person making the cigars um, to where it's more than just buying from like a catalog or distributor. It's, Hey, I'm calling the owner of this company or the guy that blended this cigar or this set of cigars, because he's going to know better than anybody uh, if it's going to match up with the specific profile I'm looking for. Uh, does that answer your question? Yes. Yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs> so that's how we do it. <laughs> when you say you, you look at reviews, yeah, is it your own, is it the reviews of people who have a subscription or is it just reviews like different media websites or magazines? Like what reviews are you looking at to make your, your purchasing decisions? Yeah. So primarily it's reviews from our members. So every single month, let's say a member gets a box of five cigars and they go online to see their five, they're able to rate them one out of five stars and then leave comments and feedbacks on why or why not they didn't like them. And once we're able to do, once we're able to go into the back end and see that, that tells us a lot, you know, we can kind of separate it by brand. Maybe there's a brand that just does really well for us or a region 
or a specific, uh, a gr specific growing region of tobacco that does really well for us, we can kind of separate it through that way. But we're really focused on our members' ratings first. Um, I would say like we like to keep almost like a tunnel vision on, on that and not be influenced by a lot of other um, reviewers or media uh, because if we focus on them and then we focus on what we like as a team, then there's that level of consistency that doesn't really sway. Like I'm always going to like what I like and Griff and Jeff on our team are always, they're kind of going to like what they like. And all three of us have different palettes that all kind of fit into helping different sections of our membership where I'm not going to smoke this super dark, oily, full bodied Maduro, uh, but Jeff will, or, uh, you know, or a super light Connecticut, but Griff will, or, so we all have kind of our section. So we, we stick to our gut and our experience and then, but primarily it's led by our members feedback. Yeah. Cause I know with ratings, I've always had an issue with, there's no, it's not very transparent mm -hmm. a lot of the times. Um, so based on each website, each media personality has their own rating system and it's hard yep. to find out what that rating system is. Um, I think developing ballots does a really good job at kind of breaking Incredible. it down and showing you, yes. showing you what, how they got to that score. Um, other people, it seems a little bit subjective. So I know the, the magazines that I've worked with, I've always been the one who's like, let's not do ratings because it's, it just gets messy and there's no easy way of doing it. But I like the way that you said, it's kind of like the Amazon approach, you know, yeah. five stars, <laughs> you know, I mean, these whatever, are people that whatever are... your own personal review is beyond that, right. you can write it. So I right. like that approach. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's funny, you know, they're paying whether it's 30 or 40 bucks a month for their subscription. There's no bias there. Like they're getting, a lot of times they're getting cigars they've never heard of uh, and they're paying for them. So what their feedback is, is about as honest and transparent as it gets, because it's not like they get something if they rate something a five-star or if they rate something a two-star. Um, so for me, I think being able to go onto our back, and we have a lot of brands that will call me and be like, how'd the cigar do this month? Tell me all the ratings. Uh, because it's valuable. It's like, there's, there's no bias. Like you're not spending ad dollars with our customers. You're not, you know, uh, right. they don't have a relationship with you and, and, they just see your cigar and they go, okay, cool. I've never heard of this, but great. I'll smoke it. Oh, that was awesome. I, yeah, five stars, four stars. This was a great smoke. I would come back and buy a box. And uh, so anyway, that, that part to me is really interesting because it's about as transparent and like real as you can get, uh, even beyond like myself, who can be influenced by regions or brands, or if it's a Dominican or Nicaraguan puro, or if it's a multi-country blend, like I'm already in my head going, I'm not going to like this. I'm going to like this. I hate this rapper. I love this rapper. I never smoke <laughs> Brazilian tobacco. I always smoke, you know, it's like, I'm already biased. So having our customers who aren't is our biggest weapon. And, and when these reviews that you're getting in, I mean, how in depth do your customers go? Do they, do they come up with tasting notes? Like this chase is like cedar and lucky charms and all this other stuff. Or do they just, is it more of a, I like this. I didn't like this. Like what, what's the depth of the feedback that you've been getting in from these, uh, from your members? Yeah. You know, we start off as basic as we can because we just want them to leave some kind of feedback. All right. We start off with just rate it one through five. Cool. Great. We've logged that. Uh, they can go as far as about a nine question questionnaire on each cigar that goes down to what did you drink it with? Uh, what did you think of the burn quality and the construction? 
what did you what are your what are your overall thoughts on this brand like we we really break it down uh but at the very start it's rated one through five and then there's a blank for a description to kind of talk to us about that rating so the majority of our membership will will do the one through five and then um about a two sentence breakdown whether it's really love this cigar it was spicy and balanced um this is the second cigar i've had from blank and it's been knocked out of the park i love it send more of these that's a real heavy portion of our ratings uh but then we have a good chunk of, of people that will come and say paired this with a single malt, uh you know belvani 14 cask and it was incredible because it had these spicy notes and you know i love the Coho 99 wrapper that is on this hbc cero and uh i found it to be really enjoyable thank you for sending this one so we give them an opportunity to go as deep and geeky as they want but at the forefront it's like we're really led by the first two questions that help us start to move and decide somebody says when is the hbc cigar club <laughs> oh so i just posted about it today uh so we brought it in in june and then we sold out of it in july and then it's launching again at the end of September. We're going to have that cigar back. We did an even bigger production run of them. We updated our uh, cigar band on them and changed the artwork, artwork a little bit. Uh, the things you learn when you've never made a cigar band before. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's not what I thought it was going to look like. So we should redo that. Um, so anyway, it's going to have a new label. Where is, I put it back in the back. Dang, I should have had it in front of me. Uh, but anyway, it's going to have a new, it's going to have a new band. It's the same exact length, same size. And it's coming uh, in just September. What's the last cigar that you personally tried that's like surprised you and that's become like one of your favorites? That's a, that is a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I, I will say that, uh, oh, I have it here with me. Perfect. Um, and this is not because Matt Hunt is in town. I promise you, I cannot get enough of this cigar, which is the FQ proper, uh, for a couple reasons. One is I think the construction and like the construction is always flawless. And every single one that I've smoked burns impeccably well. The, the taste is consistent. Um, it's just a beautiful looking cigar. Uh, but it's one of those where it's like, I've never heard of this brand. Okay, I'll, I'll try it. And you smoke one or two and you're like, these are really good. But then you like find that one blend they have and you're like, wow, how is this not in like a efficient out of top 25? How is this not in Half Wheels story every month? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And so this has been one cigar that I've been sharing with everybody i got like a box of them here at, at our cincinnati office and and i every time somebody comes by or you know somebody else that works uh in the office spaces around us it's like oh dave dave the cigar guy i'm gonna go you know chat him up and get my free sticks for the week which is really easy to get free cigars for me um <laughs> this is the cigar i've just been handing out and it was just that kind of surprise light bulb moment of it's not really about that name or that label that you're familiar with it's it's about, you know, that blender that's there and the quality of the tobacco and checking for consistency and just putting out a really good product. So FQ proper as one of those. And then the Sereno, uh, I, I don't know how familiar with Sereno, uh, Antoine, but like the Taino brand that they, they have is, is one of my favorite more straight medium bodied sticks. And next, next month we actually will launch a, a line extension for them in a, a new size that I was on the phone with Carson Sereno. I'm like, dude, this cigar is amazing, but why don't you have it in a 44? And he's like, I've always wanted it in a 44. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Do you understand what we have to do now, right? And he's like, done. I'm hanging up because I'm calling the factory and we're making it in the 44th. So anyway, FQ Proper and the Serena Taino have been my recent just go-tos all the time. Now, I've been speaking to a lot of manufacturers, of course, over the last couple of months. So I know that for a lot of manufacturers, they say they see the shift in consumer behavior where the shift is going from, you know, that they, they were, people were going into their local brick and mortar stores, buying stuff, and now they're looking online more and more to buy stuff just because it's harder to get out. There's uh, shutdown orders, there's curfews. It's like so many obstacles now to just go and enjoy, you know, capacity limits, just to enjoy a cigar in a brick and mortar. So how have you seen like the consumer behavior pick up or change with a cigar club with the coronavirus? Yeah, um, it's a great question. And, you know, March, middle of March, when all this kind of went down was, it was one of those company calls we had as a team that was like, we don't know what's going to happen here. Like, is everybody's, you know, the, the 40 bucks a month they were spending here, is that money like, we, I can't do that anymore. Like I, I lost my job. I don't have the resources that 40 bucks I need to go and put towards my water bill or, you know, my electricity bill, whatever the case is. Or are people going to be like, I can't go to a cigar shop. I can't go to a brewery. I, I, I need something at my house I can enjoy because I'm here literally 24 seven is driving me crazy. So we kind of had that conversation as a team, like, I don't know what's going to happen here, but we'll hope for the best and maybe we'll grow even more, but that would be probably not likely. And then, and the March hits and it was just like every single day and every single week, it was like, Oh my God, new people, new people. Oh, what, what, what do we do? What do we do? And um, it, it became this game of keep the wheels on the track more than how do we grow this thing? Uh, because we've been growing consistently for three years and, and COVID was one of those things that really tested us. And it was like, have we put forth a product that people um, enjoy and that it, there's a level of experience that comes with it more than just cool. I sent you five cigars that I like this month that I think you're going to like, but how many other companies can do that for you? There's a lot. I can give you a list of like 20 right now that I think do a really good job at it. Um, so we, we developed these like booklets where it really documented my travels and new cigars we're working on and taking people behind what I found when I was a consumer, um, was the biggest issue. I, 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 that nobody really let you behind this mysterious curtain of the cigar world. And, and for me, and every time I get on the phone with a new brand, um, I say the same thing. I'm like, I don't want any secrets. I want the, the, job I have now, I feel like I, I'm living my dream, right? And and I have so much fun with what I do. I want my customers and our members and our Cigar Club family to feel that. And I, w I don't want there to be any hidden secrets. Like if we're making a cigar, you get to know everything about that cigar and how it was made and why we did it. There's no, it's, there's no gimmicks. There's no weird names. It's just, this is what it is. Um, and, and so all that to say, we, we doubled down on the experience. Uh, we doubled down on making people feel really valued in our membership and bringing new cigars to the market. But overall, uh, we've seen tremendous growth over the past seven months um, that we didn't necessarily project, at least at this capacity. Um, and we've just been working harder than ever to continue to bring that same experience every single month. I think that's a, a good thing. I mean, yeah. and I oh, think it helps. Thing. It's a great thing. I think, I think, and I think it helps that even though you're 
the method that you get cigars to people is kind of traditional, the you know, snail mail or however it FedEx. Right or now, you... USPS is snail mail, so. Right. <laughs> so have you ship people their cigars, you know, that's more traditional, but your business is, is online. So I, I know, like I said, a lot of people I've spoken to have seen that shift, um, especially within cigar people, more people looking online for how to get cigars yeah. there, you know, um, you know, I don't know what people's typical buying habits are, but if they can get, you know, four or five cigars just sent to them and they don't have to go out to search for that. And it's new, it's something new every week, um, every month, um, brands that they know, you know, something brands that they might not know or might not have tried. I mean, that's, you're saving them a lot of time and, and worry right now. Cause I know that there's different types of uh, consumers right now. There's your types who don't, who aren't really phased by coronavirus. And then there's right. others who are, have people who in their households who they have to kind of be a little bit more cautious about where they go. So they're kind of sticking to home and ordering online. So yeah, I'm glad to hear that your business has adapted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's every single day, it is a, a new challenge that we face or um, just a new opportunity really, uh, but it's not, um, you know, it's come out of necessity too, but we're, we're adapting as, as well as we can and trying to not only just like keep up, but bring something that's like more valuable than we did last month, every single month. So uh, it's, it's on the top of our mind every single day. Uh, it's what we like meet as a team about is it's all about the experience for us. Uh, cigars, there's plenty of amazing cigars you can smoke. Um, I can think of like hundreds I could write on a list to somebody and say, smoke these and you'll be happy most of the time. Uh, but what can we do that like brings that next level experience to somebody and lets them feel like they're part of something uh, and that their voice is being heard and that they're able to really curate their own box and, and have fun and, and see like all the different places we get to go. Like that, that's what we, that's what we're focused on. <clears throat> and how are you reaching out to, new manufacturers or some of those manufacturers that maybe have not taken part in the box experience because i know on the media side even i have some companies that it takes a little bit more prodding <laughs> and a little bit more work to get them to just want to do a story so I'm, I'm imagine that you would also have you know a little bit of a challenge with some manufacturers who may not be comfortable yet with the box subscription model so how are you working on that that angle yeah, you know, I, I've got a really great, like, opening line for when I, like, slide into people's DMs. You know, that's been really successful. I can't share it because it's my proprietary knowledge. <laughs> you know, that's what makes us who we are. No. Um, you know, I don't – most of the time it's either a cult – it's an email or a DM or um, – you know, maybe we carry a brand who's like, oh, yeah, I'm best friends with blah, 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 who owns this cigar company. You should you should talk to him for next month's box or something like that. And uh, it, it's something that, that, again, points back to that relational aspect of what we do. And it's either a referral from one of our brands we're currently carrying or it's just a straight up cold DM or email that I, that I send their way. And next thing you know, I got on the phone with them. And, and recently it's been – it's been this really cool journey of, of maybe a year ago, I think we were buying a lot from catalog and now we buy 100% direct from our brains. And 
we've built those relationships. And, and I think it means a lot to our brands and it means a lot to our customer to see that connection. And working with a lot of younger guys in the, in the industry, you know, between the ages of like, I don't know, 25 and 40, and, and really seeing those people who are this next generation of cigar makers who really relate to my passion for the industry and what I want to give our customers. When that lines up with somebody, it's like, what do you want to do, Dave? We'll do it. Like, whatever, what do you want to do? You want to make 100 sticks? You want to make 1,000? You want to make 20,000? Let's go. Let's have some fun. Uh, I'm on the same page as you. And to me, that's what makes it so meaningful. Um, like, we we haven't even announced this yet, but we're uh, become really, really good friends recently with Alec Rubin at Alec Bradley Cigars. And, you know, we'll, we'll get on the phone, like, at least once or twice a week and just talk bourbon or talk life or whatever the case is. And it's like, oh, yeah, we both work in cigars. I forget. Like, we, we should also talk about cigars, too. Uh, you've got great cigars. Let's get them in the box. But, uh, you know, we're working on a special release with them and a special project that's going to pay homage to, like, this next generation of cigar makers and this next generation next generation of cigar retailers and media and, and, and everything that comes with it. And that, that to me, I think is, is what leads. And like I said before, like relationship dictates and relationship um, can put you into that next level of, of bringing a better experience to somebody. So it starts off with either a cold email or a referral, uh, but it normally ends with like me flying to wherever they live, no matter where it is in the U S and like, having breakfast at their house and smoking a cigar and being like, well, this is fun that we're both technically working right now. We should do this more often. <laughs> and when you talk about working with a slightly younger part of the, the industry and how you communicate with them, like how much work do you get done like through Instagram? And like you said, social media, like sliding into their DMs yeah. rather than the, the traditional way, which was like picking up a phone or like you said, going to a trade show. What waiting, is that? Waiting. <laughs> You know, yeah, like waiting twice a, a year to go to different trade shows to see them in person and then wait in line to talk to them and get 10 minutes and then you set up another meeting. So, yeah, how much do you get done through social media? Because I'm always interested in that. Um, you know, it's we get a lot done through social media. Uh, oh, and real quick, I just saw Smokey a pair with Casa Cuevas. I'll be in California soon. It's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> trust me, it's going to happen. Um, but what we do, uh, with social media is, is become actually really powerful. Granted, you know, we had me and Jeff were out at TPE last January and we had an amazing experience there and really connected with a few brands, Cavalier Cigars, um, HBC, Fratello, that we just really hit it off with while we were there that maybe we wouldn't have had that FaceTime with otherwise. And now it's, you know, th those companies are people that, I get on the phone with once a week, whether I'm buying cigars or not, we just talk and we catch up and I get to hear about what they're up to and what they're excited about and their side projects and what they're doing in cigars. And so that's all been a great part, but I, I would say it's probably, oh, 50, 50 between Instagram and more traditional outlets like emailing or, or just getting on the phone. It kind of, for me, it always goes from either a DM or an email to a phone call before we'll carry anybody and then hopefully a face-to-face. -face. Uh, I see Nate Williams from Foundation. Connecticut is first. Yes, you are right. Well, I will <laughs> be there, I promise. You can take me on the tour of great pizza throughout this incredible universe. Um, but for me, it's like, how do we just, Nate's another one of those guys where I call Nate like almost every Friday and we never talk about cigars. I just <laughs> like, what's up? What beers are you drinking this weekend? What are we, like, what's going on? What What's happening? And uh, it's, it's become a kind of a steady dose that keeps me sane. I think it's the phone call. And so it starts as a, as a DM or it starts as an email, 
but it always leads to to me either a phone call or an in-person meeting i don't i think there's just value to that that might not ever be surpassed right you, you you can communicate things and share things beyond your industry with people that you just maybe can't convey through text um so whenever i can get on the phone or go visit somebody that's kind of the highlight of my week and as somebody just said that they learned about Cigar Club through Instagram. So hey, that's a very, like here. you know, that's a Instagram is, is to me, Instagram is where it's at. Um, yeah. Yeah. In terms I, of getting information out there. And then Facebook is important too. But I find after a few minutes of scrolling through Facebook, I'm, I'm good for a couple of hours. <laughs> Maybe a couple of days. No, yeah. we, we just launched YouTube uh, two weeks ago. And that has been amazing yeah, for us. That has been amazing. We, uh, that was one of those things I'm like, this is a tough thing to launch. One, seeing myself on camera all the time is awkward and uncomfortable. Uh, I still haven't locked down the whole vlog thing. I'm getting there. But then beyond that, I'm like, who's really going to care about this? And, uh, you know, we sent out that we launched this YouTube. And next thing you know, it's like 300, 400. Now we're at like 500 something subscribers. I'm like, hey, people actually care about this. This is really exciting. I'm motivated to make more videos. Uh, oh, and Carolina Blue, that's, that's you know, I saw your uh, your IG Live you did with him earlier, and it, that's another one of those brands I, like, put on my short list, like, reach out to them. Like, these I'll are the people say. that, as soon as you, you hear people's story and you just get to watch them interact, you're like, why are we not working with you? Like, I know your cigars are going to be good. They're probably going to blow my mind, but I just want to work with you. Like, the, I just want our members to know you. And so we do a lot, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or the pamphlet we put in our booklets that just highlights brands, it highlights manufacturers and, and the relationship level. Because to me, I think it's I think it's very interesting. Yeah, and I think, you know, when I, working with the media for so many years, um, you know, I started off as just a graphic designer, putting hey. together articles, and then morphed into what I am today, which is a hybrid of everything, it seems right, like. Right. You know, but I, I learned, when it comes to making a story, you know, like you said, just having people have a conversation and tell their story and their experience um, is more valuable to me than just talking about the cigar because right I always think I want somebody who who if they don't smoke cigars to be able to pick up the story and get something out of it and I think by just focusing on the filler wrapper binder whatever 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 <laughs> if, if you don't smoke cigars you're just like this isn't for me don't but, care. yeah <laughs> but if you can talk about that that journey that entrepreneurial spirit then to me it, it helps people relate. And then you can have the conversation about the nitty gritty stuff. Yes, yes, I 100% agree. And I think that's part of the approach we've taken. Like, you know, we geek out on every cigar we ship in a box. Like if you scan the, your, your QR code in your box, you're gonna see the exact wrapper, where it's grown, the seed line and type of everyone and then the story on it. But beyond that, you're gonna, it'll have a link that says, check out when I visited this person, check out the video about it. and. So how do we keep it to where you, I don't need you to care about the exact region of Nicaragua that this filler tobacco is grown in, but I just want you to care about the guy that made it or the girl that made it that is just doing incredible things. And so that to me is first. And then secondary is all the geeky stuff about it, which to me, I really love. I love the geeky stuff about it, but I also, to me, just, my favorite part about this industry is the relational aspect of it. And I think the relationship part of it is what you're trying to do. Like you said, with more, more media, the videos yeah. and the lives and, and the zooms I see you all do. 
Um, yeah. You know, that stuff is, is important because I think that's how you build a business. And especially with COVID, it seems like the video and the digital stuff is even more important. Oh, man. Because we can't get out like we used to, and we don't know when we will be able to. And every time you see a big gathering now, it, it a couple of weeks later, something bad happens. I, I <laughs> so, know. So, I know. This, no, this Zoom, digital Zoom stuff is great. Is what we're, right. So this digital world we're living in is kind of the new world. That's what we're going to be dealing with. So. Yeah. I think you're you you're doing well to like I said to position your business. You already have like the online model going, and now you are building that media and that following online. So yeah. I think that's awesome. You see, for Justin is is here from Fratello. So hey, Justin, I was just emailing <laughs> him today. <laughs> we are uh, working on uh, launching a new cigar that Omar is coming out with in our box this coming month, uh, which is going to be really exciting. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, and for those who don't know, I mean, we're, you and I have been working on stuff on the, the media side, so hopefully, you know, <laughs> it's funny because it's like every time we, we kind of set, it, it's a morphing plan. Because uh, it's like a, COVID just causes it to just completely morph out of control, so yes, I know we have things in the works, so, yep. you know, and it's no secret, really, I mean, but, you know, the part that I'm most excited about is uh, the collaboration that we're going to be doing with, between cigar club and cigars and leisure because cigars and leisure for me was always a passion product you know yeah. project and product um just like i know cigar club is for you so yeah. to combine our two passions and our two kind of things together in this one big conglomerate yeah um, i'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of that especially the uh the cigar of the year stuff that we're working on that will launch yep. uh i know it's supposed to launch this you know in a couple of months because of tpe but with tpe being pushed and we'll talk about it but i know it's it, we should probably position it right before tpe so that we can get that momentum so people don't go who won and it's like that big cliffhanger <laughs> of, of waiting between yeah. december and, and tpe in may so i think we had to position it maybe in right in the middle somewhere so right. March, february march Yep, voting and then the big reveal at TPE in May, um, so people don't feel like we're doing one of the Ryan Seacrest moves of right after this commercial break, you're, you'll get you'll get the new you'll get the, the winner. <laughs> Antoine is the Ryan Seacrest of tobacco media. I, I agree with that statement. No, it, it's true, and and as a team, we're beyond excited um, about. I mean, can we say exactly what we're doing? I think it's okay to say that. Yeah, uh, I mean, but I think like, it's a secret. We're working on the, the top 25 between Cigars and Leisure and CigarClub.com to, to come out with a, a truly, a top 25 represented by p just people who smoke cigars with no bias and just, uh, it's an authentic top 25. And it has brands right. that you've never heard of and brands that you hear of every day and a mix of everything in between. So for us as a team and and as I sit here and speak for like the brands that we carry, because brands that we carry, we don't just, it's not like we place one order and we're done with them. It's like, you're part of our family now. Like I'm going to call you all the time and we're just going to chat. Like I've said earlier in this live, like it becomes so relational, but to be able to share these people's passions and, and give them a platform to, um, to share their cigars with people who may have never had them. Uh, that's what I'm excited about with this top 25 that, that we're working on together. Yeah, me too. And I think that's, for me, that was an important, as we're relaunching Cigars and Leisure, 
was to find the right partner who has a better grasp on an understanding of the consumer market, you know, so this doesn't turn into, like you said, an advertising thing where right. we're right. just catering to 10% of the industry, but more reflective of what people are actually smoking, what they like, their preferences. So to, to kind of kick it off with, like I said, with, we have some fun things planned, but especially this, this cigar of the year, top 25 list, is going to be a fun thing. And then to do the big reveal at TPE in May. Uh, I, yeah. In May. In May. Coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dang you, coronavirus. But it's okay. It's okay. It's going to be great. It gives us even more time to find even better cigars. And get right. Yeah, no, exactly. I know. We're excited. We're excited. It could be whatever month you want to pick, and it's not going to change. I think my excitement or our team's excitement beyond the fact that we get to share and promote brands that there's there's nothing on the line for between us and them it's, it's just straight up you're making cigars people are loving right now and you know we want to recognize that so uh you know we're really excited about that as a company yeah and i see somebody said they're looking forward to tpe next year and yes really looking forward to seeing wait. you there like i said we were upset that we <laughs> that coronavirus kind of just put a, a damper on the plans for for the january show but then when it was presented to us to move the show to may it was like that might be even better to just give everybody a little bit more time and to be able to have a show where hopefully you, we will have all the safety measures in place, but without as many, hopefully, restrictions as we were going to have to put in place. We could be <laughs> mask-free in May. We could smoking be. smoking cigars at TPE, and that would be amazing. That would be, it would well be. worth the four-month wait. That it would be. With masks on going. I know. Cool new release. Wish I could smoke it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So... We're all looking forward to TPE and what we can debut at the show. Yeah. So, you know, with with 10 minutes so-so left of, yeah. of what we're doing, I'm trying to look at the time going, huh? Like, but uh, I know you said you, you have a photography background. And so many cigar people love photography and that we're always posting pictures of what we're smoking, yeah. like, online. So if you had to give us a tip, to make our pictures really pop. What, what, because I, I know you've probably seen the, the gamut of good pictures and then not so good ones. You know, what is, how can we make those, those pictures pop? Is there apps that we should be using? Is there um, angles that we should be, be using? Like for, from a, a professional standpoint, what would you advise us? Yeah, um, you know, there's there's two things that I always think of when I'm shooting photos for uh, Cigar Club, and it's it's they're both pretty equal. One is consistency in color. So when I edit, I use the same kind of editing formula uh, and ingredients, if you will, on every single photo. So there's a level of consistency to where you see a specific coloring on a photo, you're like, that looks like Cigar Club. I already know that photo is. I don't even need to see the icon in the corner. That's a cigar club pick. Uh, and then two is lighting. Like, it's that, like, I shoot everything in front of a window. And that's just, like, I've tried every light under the sun. And sometimes they just annoy me. I've got a bunch of lights in this office right now that are just not being used. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because they just, it, for, it always changes for some reason. I'm like, these are constant lights. Why is it always so difficult? And then I just like pull my desk over to the window and lift up the shade. And I'm like, ah, oh, 
natural light. This is what I'm talking about. So exactly. it's natural light and it's consistent editing. Those are, I would say, my top two oh, recommendations if you're shooting content for cigars or just maybe for your personal page um, is, is keep that consistency and use a as much natural light as you can because it just looks more real and it looks uh, more natural to somebody who's like, oh, yeah, cool. I can relate to that. It doesn't look like it was shot. Uh, you know, in a studio in New York, and it costs like $800 a photo. It, it It's a good photo, but it's something that I could do too. And it makes me feel like I'm there and it's, everything's natural about it. It's not overly saturated. It's not, you know, $10,000 in lighting. So lighting and uh, editing, the, you know, consistent editing. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be consistent. Yeah. And I, that, that was a lesson I had to learn the hard way of figuring out how to like to say, get that consistency and the lighting. And I've, and I think one thing I've tried to learn during coronavirus time is how to perfect the social media pictures a little bit better. So yep. I've become obsessed. Like just today, I got two RGB lights that came in and I was like, I'm ready to experiment yes. you know, you know, with this stuff. And I got the ring light for the videos and it's just oh, like ongoing. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. And I was so pumped because I like for, for YouTube videos, I have this piece right next to me. Like at my yeah. desk, right? Yeah. I've got like this massive light. But, but, but that's the good one. That's what they say you should have. Yep. It's a great but I like my little ring light. I was even playing around with it right before the video. I have, like I said, the RGB lights and they have a white light to it. And I was like, no, I just like the ring light. <laughs> yep. The ring light is great. Um, I've just like saw, like I have this umbrella with it. So that's really soft and not like overly harsh, which the ring light does a great job of. But I want to feel natural, but also like, you know, we're, there's quality here. Like we are, we're working really hard to make this content look top notch and keep you engaged. And so yeah, lighting, lighting is like the number one photographer. Like if lighting was perfect every time, everybody would be a photographer, like period. But it's the hardest variable to work with 10 times out of 10. <laughs> So in the last couple minutes that we have left, I think you need to do the, the plug for Cigar Club. So how do no, we, for, for people, how do they follow it? How, how, yeah. do they, how do they get more information about the bot service? What do they need to know? Yeah, you know, uh, so it's really easy. Cigarclub.com. That's where you can find out more about us. That's where you can sign up for a subscription. Uh, what's up, Michael? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, and that is where, uh, kind of everything happens on Instagram or cigarclub.com spelt out D O T com. And, uh, that's kind of where I keep everything up to date. So if we're doing, working on new blends with brands, if we're, if I'm showcasing, you know, we just recently showcased our, my top 10 sampler from all the cigars we shipped out last month. Uh, if it's new, new ones we're considering putting in there, we want people to vote on them. That all happens on our Instagram. Uh, if you want a behind-the-scenes look, it happens on our YouTube channel, which is just Cigar Club. If you just search cigarclub.com on YouTube, you will find us. Uh, but but that's it. It's that simple. And and we really enjoy what we do. Uh, you can pick three or five cigars a month, ranging from 27 to 40 bucks a month. And uh, we'll we'll find cigars that you enjoy. We'll find cigars you've never heard of that you also really enjoy and are just going to your local brick-and-mortar saying, I need you to order these cigars, which I love more than anything when I get an email from a brand that's like, dude, this place in Montana just emailed me because they want a box of our cigars because somebody went in there because they're one of your members and had our cigar. And for me, yeah, it's always like, good. Oh. <laughs> I know. You it doesn't like happen all the done. time. But when that happens, I'm like, man, that is like what it's all about for me. So 
anyway, we'd love to have you guys be a part of our Cigar Club family. Uh, visit our website, YouTube, and Instagram, and you can you can follow along before you buy or sign up and then follow along. But you're always engaging pretty much with me if you're on social media, and uh, happy to chat cigars and answer any questions. Well, that's awesome. Like I said, I hope people check out your service, and I know that they will um, hear a lot about us and what we're doing through the stuff that we're going to be doing with cigars and leisure and yep. um, very in the very near future. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. And I'm so happy that you were able to join me for deep cuts today to kind of get your story out there. So people kind of know, like you said, the person behind one of the yeah. people behind cigar club, you know, so that they can relate a little bit more to what you all are doing. So I, I think it's a great story. And uh, thank you for, for taking part. I, Absolutely. And Anton, we, we like deeply, deeply appreciate you guys and love yeah. and are really excited about what we're about to do and just events like this and be able to come out here and chat with you. It's, it's what it's all about for us. And uh, we enjoy everything you guys have been putting out and every all the way up until the trade show. We're going to be excited for it. Um, so, yeah, a lot of great things to come between Cigar Club and Cigars and Leisure. And uh, we're just getting started. So this is a great way to kick it off. Awesome. And so I think the next time we do this, we'll have to do it through Cigars and Leisure to get yeah that audience involved as well. So you know me. Uh, <laughs> so thank you, like I said, so much. Hope you have a great weekend that's full of cigars and bourbon and everything else in between. <laughs> you already you already got started on that, so you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a great weekend. Well, thank you, Antoine, and I'm sure we'll be chatting to you next week. Thank you. Look forward to our next encounter and next conversation. Absolutely. All right, guys. Great to chat with you and hang with you out. See you all later. Bye. Talk soon.